Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, patrons. Good morning. This is Lucas in the Morning. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The show where the hot topics get doused with a bucket of cold water. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Fasten your seatbelts and get ready for a radio ride. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, here's Mike Lucas. is music to my ears, not yours, because the old hack is back and he's jacked. You like that? You like that? <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. The hack is back. Damn! Yeah! Hey! <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. You like that? You like that, Chad Adius? I do like that. <laughs> I love it. Man, I figured by now you'd hit that magic button of yours and hit the real Kirk. Captain Kirk saying, you like that? You think I should? Hit it! Hit it! That's how we've won all year, team, right? Yes, sir. Hey, you held them to 20 points, man. Yes, sir. You gave us a chance at the end. I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah! Look like a frat party. I threw in, in the Jerry room. Kelly sound there at the end in case. That was okay. That, that was, was awesome. okay. That was, that was a great okay. opportunity to use his catchphrase. Right? Yes. It's a perfect spot. Was, you win your first playoff game. It was like, take that, all of my critics. Yes. Take this, you like that, and stick it up your rear end. Take that, the record versus winning teams, the record on Monday night, the record in the playoffs, 0-1. Take that. Happy Thanksgiving, John. And all it, took it was, all it took was an offensive pass interference. John, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Were you aware of that reference when I called for it today? It was, yes. Dan uh, we'll, Snyder. We'll get a, do we have it? Can you hit that magic button as well? Go ahead. Good afternoon. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> so was he serious? This has been bothering me ever since I heard that audio. What do you mean? That was, was the serious? owner of the Washington Redskins in advance of announcing their new hire for a head coach, and he said happy Thanksgiving. Ron Rivera standing on the side, like kind of like, chuckling. I don't know what hell? he was. I think he was confused. I think he... I don't know. He probably has a listen, you're Daniel Snyder. You probably got a lot going on. People talking to you Speaks about volumes. this and with that. You got Ron Rivera, you got this and that, and then you just you think it's Thanksgiving because it probably feels like Whatever. Thanksgiving. See, I'm just I'm hitting all sorts of things. I'm I'm taking swings at things that I haven't been able to swing at for three weeks. It seems like a last year I was here. Well, in fact it was last year that Damn! I was here. Yeah. But I'm happy to be back because I'm jacked. How could you not be jacked after watching football over the weekend? Four of the greatest games in the history of the world were staged, and you don't have to have any rooting interest whatsoever. Zero. Zilch. And you had to find something compelling. One little storyline that would hold you, right? One little storyline. For you, how exciting is it for your Minnesota Vikings to get the benefit of a call in the end zone? 
clearly pass interference, offensive pass interference on your tight end, but it wasn't called. And you knock off the Saints, and nobody gave you any chance of beating the Saints. Nobody. Nobody did. Nobody did. I didn't even give them a chance. I thought, here's the way I described that game going into it last week. The Vikings can win. I mean, they can win. I, I could see the scenario where they win, but I'm picking the Saints. <laughs> like, why Everybody would you was not, picking the Saints. Why would you not pick the Saints? Kirk Cousins was picking the Saints. Cousins picked the Saints in the pregame stuff. He picked the Saints. He and didn't pick have, his own we team. We have so many candidates today for questions to sure. Really. Really. Okay. Like, we could start with the Green Bay Packers because now they draw the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, do you feel more confident, less confident, don't care, about getting Seattle instead of New Orleans. What do you think? I feel more confident. There was something. What do you think Huber? that would be a good question? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good for the seven thirty. Yeah. Are we doing that again? Gonna, yeah, oh. damn right we are. Back for twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. What year is it? Twenty twenty. Sorry. Go ahead. Complete your thoughts. I forgot what I was saying. Yes, that sounds like a great uh, question for seven thirty. Do you feel more confident, less confident? Don't care that the draw is Seattle. And not New Orleans. Though after watching New Orleans, I was kind of sitting there putting on my Green Bay Packer glasses. No. Thinking, I'd rather have the Saints. No. Yes. No. They stunk. If they yeah, because the Vikings' a... defense is pretty decent. It's not great, but it's not. The Saints were awful. And I hate to say this about Ryan Ramchak because I thought, you know, that was a pretty good story. Taysom Hill Coming out of Wisconsin, Stevens Point. He was terrible. Their tackles, their whole line stunk. Your guy, Drew Brees, stunk. How about that? The two 40-something Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Drew Brees, both stunk. And now we're at least wondering about the future of one, Brady. And he does have a future, John, believe it or not. He's going to play next year, just a matter of where. And Brees will come back to New Orleans. So both are free agents, believe it or not. Yes, I, free I, agents. No, you, wouldn't want, you would not want New Orleans. I think it worked out pretty really? well. Go Give me read. one reason why you wouldn't want New Orleans. Um, well, why in the, uh, in the Lambeau field environment, because I don't think the Packers defense is as good as Minnesota's. And I don't think they could have done the same things to the saints. And Taysom Hill is uh, a weapon and they could have used him again. Who made the decision that he couldn't help you? Who made that call with the Packers? Is that a Ted Thompson call or is that a Mike McCarthy call? I want to know. Find out for me. Okay. Well, ask Jim Osarski, probably. Probably not the right guy to ask because I think he was Thompson? covering the Bengals then. Yeah, that was back. Then. Well, Sarsky yeah. joins us at six thirty, I believe, right? Unless you change everything. With I the didn't format. change anything. But another reason, if you read Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated, one of our Green and Gold insiders on the Mike Keller Show, his uh, latest recap or preview, I should say, of the Seahawks, he talks about all these things you should know about the game, and you read it and you start thinking, "Oh, well, we can beat Seattle." That's what I would have read it as if I was a Packers fan. Oh, I I, be, I believe it, man. Packers yeah. can beat Seattle. Yeah, I think they can. Absolutely, they can. You want to feel good better than you already feel because the Vikings are still alive. Yeah. What do you got? Um, is the water cooler guy still around, or did oh. he leave when I left? I think he's still here, but he's been. Did you call on him at all? He started sleeping in late because he hasn't been used. Right? The water oh, cooler is a good still around. place to hang out in your office. Forgot about him. Get up from your desk How could you forget about him? Are you saying you weren't at the water cooler at all over the last three weeks? Never. All right, here you go, John, Viking boy. Uh, prior to Sunday, the last three teams to lose a fumble 
on their opening drive of a playoff game, went on to win the Super Bowl. All right, now listen. 2017 Ravens, 2013 Seahawks, 2017 Eagles. On the Vikings opening drive yesterday, Thielen lost a fumble. Whoa. So you're in like Flint. Oh, I never knew that. Oh, boy. That? Huh? Watch out. Here we come, like baby. <laughs> not going to work. Of course it's not going to work. They're going to lose. Wait a minute. You're already down on him? <laughs> you should be at an all-time high. I feel, listen, if Kirk Cousins has a little bit of time, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. If he doesn't have a little bit of time, he's either crumbling like a... I think they're dangerous as hell, to be honest with you. No. I would be, if, I was, if I was the 49ers, I'd be a bit concerned. Do you remember how much the 49ers got off after Aaron Rodgers in that game? Do you remember how good... We came back talking about their I'm, defense. I'm like, wow, that, that defense is I'm starting is to believe legit. that was more of an aberration. You think so? Yes. Mm, yes. I feel like they're going to crush I think the, Cousins. I think the 49ers are beatable. And that's why, whether it's your Vikings, hey, I'll take it if you if you believe. Whether it. it's your Vikings or the Green Bay Packers, someone's going to knock them off. They're not going to the Super Bowl. I'm telling you right now. Mm. I'm telling you right now. Mark it down. Well, then you're telling me that the Packers are going to be playing for a Super Bowl no matter what. I believe so. Aren't you? I believe so in my heart of hearts. Because if they lose to the Vikings, then they have to get beaten. You know by why the I Packers. believe that? Because I was inspired over the weekend. I was inspired by, by 99. J.J. Mm. Watt. Now, I know he was among those sound bites that I asked for. Mm-hmm. You want to just tease it for next? We can do that because he played a role, major role in that comeback for the Texans. Like I said, it was the four greatest games in the history of the world. And we're going to recap them. We're going to come up with a question for you and you and you and you and you and you. At 7.30 on the Packers. And we're going to go back and break down the Badgers with Andy Baggett and Matt LePay. They're going to join us at 7.15 and 7.45 respectively. And we got With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A lot of talk about there, whether it be Badger football and or Badger basketball. And we've got our own Green and Gold Insider, Jim Osarski at 6.30. What else would you want on a Monday morning other than this? Lucas in the morning. Deshaun calling for the ball on second and six at the Bills 44. Here's the snap. Here's a blitz. Watson in trouble. Watson escapes to the right side. And Watson throws it to Jones. Cutting inside 40, 35, 30. The 25, 20, 15. And down to the 10-yard line. What a play. The magician does it again. Here's Fairbairn for the win. 28 yards, right hash mark. The snap is down. Fairbairn's kick is up. And it's good! And the Texans go to the divisional round in dramatic fashion, beating the Bills in overtime. 22 to 19. A sensational victory for the Texans. 
It's incredible to be back out there with the guys. I mean, that's that's why you do it. That's that's why you take the risk. That's why you put in the work. That's why you do the rehab. That's why you do all of it um, for those moments. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning with John Adias. Some highlights from the Texans rally against the Buffalo Bills 22-19. Your first soundbite you heard was the magician Deshaun Watson spinning out of what should have been a sack. Two defenders blitzing ran into each other essentially and fell off. And Watson was able to get the ball downfield to his running back Taiwan Jones for a 34-yard Game to set up that game-winning field goal, which you also heard. And then you heard J.J. Watt. Now, let's not forget, J.J., in late October, October 27th to be specific, tore his pectoral muscle. I don't think I have a pec. Do you have a pec? Uh, I think a Have couple, you checked lately? Go ahead, them, check right? right now while I'm waiting. Do you yes. Have, do you, do you really? Are you packs. sure? Yes. Okay. So he was rolled down for the season then. Uh, but there was J.J. Watt. Coming back to practice, J.J. Watt mm-hmm. miked, of course he's going to be miked, miked for the game itself, getting a key sack when his team was down 16 to nothing. It seemed to lift their spirits. Just seemed to be one of those plays, those turnaround plays that gets everyone excited, brought energy into the stadium, brought energy on the sidelines, and the Texans went on to win. And It was a very unusual game in this respect, John. The two leading rushers for the teams were both quarterbacks. Josh Allen led Buffalo in rushing, and Deshaun Watson led the Texans in rushing. Deshaun Watson was 20-25 through the air, 247 yards. Uh, the play of the game was that scramble oh there that goodness. you heard. That was amazing because that was both teams making great plays. The Bills just didn't finish their play. If the Bills finished that play, maybe I think what happened was the two defenders got there. They were so successful getting to Watson that they kind of banged him around and he stayed upright. Then he was able to spin and complete it down to the 10-yard line. So think about the change in field position. If they actually no, sacked it. Watson, it's third and long at the Texans, like 48 or something. Instead, it's first and goal at the 10. Like no, That's a hear huge difference, and the Bills did everything but finish the play. And here's the oddity to the weekend games. Houston, the only home team to win. Houston, the only home team to win, and they were... Almost out of it, 16 to nothing, but Buffalo couldn't close. So now you've got a pretty good matchup of quarterbacks, Mahomes and Watson. Now, I know you've been waiting for a, for this cue so you could play oh, what little Paul Allen. you got to play a little Paul Allen. you oh, got a little hold Paul on, Allen. Hold on, let me get to it. you, you got to find Which one do you Paul want? Allen. Do you want the – I've got the Thielen pass in which they were saying the 42 yards that set up the touchdown. Oh, my goodness, that was the ball that dropped out of the heavens. That is the pass that Kirk Cousins has never made against a good opponent ever. Let's play that one first. First and 10 from the Saints, 45. Madison, the tailback. Play action for Kirk from under center. Straight drop. Kirk trying to win it to Thielen. Caught at the five. And he stopped at the two. Cousins, Thielen, 42 on the Saints. First and goal. Vikings from the two. Yes, Kirk. Well done. What the heck was that? Yes, Kirk, well done. His buddy, Kirk. You like it? Did you like it like that? I like that. I like that. Yeah. And I remember. Hey, I, I gotta hey. tell you. I gotta tell you, Lukey. This playoff mode stuff is. I can't handle it as a Vikings fan. Why? I cannot because it makes Sit me back feel, and enjoy it. It makes me feel sick. I felt sick watching that. I'm like, they're gonna blow it. They're nauseous. gonna blow it. I'm gonna have to go to work. Yeah. 
And then, uh, you know, now, you I'm, were thinking about having to go to work. That made you f- feel nauseous. Well, having to hear from you and Heller yeah, and everybody right. and all the, yeah, everybody else about how Kirk Cousins Speaking sucks. nauseous. Heller's been nauseous for oh, about God. a month now. Probably feel That's sick. That's another story. Got me sick. But then, so anyway, the point is this. I can't sit down. I'm pacing back and forth in my living room. That's good. I'm, I'm cheering loudly. You're a fan. That's what's good Lukey, about it. I never cheer watching games. I never like say words. Rarely. I'm glad you got engaged finally. It was fun. Yeah, sure, it was fun. Because <laughs> it means something. It's the playoffs. And nobody was even talking. It was. It's kind of ironic in this respect that everybody was talking about the push-off in the end zone. Nobody was talking about how unfair overtimes are in the National Football League. <laughs> right, it got when overshadowed. You, when, when you lose the coin toss and you give the other team a chance to win without you getting the ball or any touch. You want to hear that one next? Uh, the game winner? Yeah. Now, can I ask first a question? Did you think it was pass interference? Yes. Well, if you thought it was pass interference, and I thought it was pass interference, and just about every analyst thought it was pass interference, how could the league not see it as pass interference? When they said something like they're not going to take a look at it, well, number one, I thought, well, of course they're going to take a look at it. But they did it. look yeah, at they it. Yeah, they did look at it. Um, I thought, when they showed the replay, I thought, crap, it's going to be third and longer, and they're going to throw an incomplete pass and kick a there field goal. There was more... There was more evidence there that that was a foul than there was in Wisconsin's game against Oregon where they called the pick, essentially mm-hmm. the pick, oh, on way Danny Davis. Way more evidence. It wasn't even close. Yeah, a ton more. This was clear and obvious, I thought. Um, but they didn't call it, and I have no idea why. Well, I do because they've been doing that all year pretty much. Yeah, they've been ignoring the rule that they put in <laughs> yep. to start with. So they're consistent right, with let's, it. Let's hear some more from Paul Allen. I tried again. Fire him up. I'm trying. Third and goal from the four. Kirk takes the snap. Looks right. Fade left. End zone. And it is caught. Touchdown. touchdown. Bonjour, San Francisco. And au revoir, New Orleans Saints. The Minnesota Vikings have beaten the New Orleans Saints 26-20 in overtime. And this game, indeed, was a San Francisco treat. Oh, a little Rice-A-Roni reference. Oh, my goodness. He did it. He went there after going regional with some French dialect. He went Rice-A-Roni on us. He had a it all San Francisco s- treat. All saved up at the oh, end. Oh, goodness. That makes I me feel, nauseous. I feel like. That San Francisco treat could have been used if you beat the 49ers, right? He could have used that one after the 49ers win. But maybe there's a little doubt that he'd never get to use it again. So you might as well throw it in right now. Don't you ever say anything bad about John Sterling and how sappy he is after listening <laughs> to your guy, Paul Allen. I, I, I didn't think that was I, – I was super excited to hear this call and the Thielen catch. And because I think Paul Allen's the, the greatest, like he's so animated, I love it. Um, this was fine. He sounds a lot like the Seattle announcer. Think so? Yeah. We'll, we'll play some of that shortly. But uh, the one thing I want you to determine right now before we break, and we're going to go to our Packer insider, Jim Osarski, to break down the matchup with the Seahawks, which do you think was the better throw by Cousins? The oh. long, deep th- – no, seriously, the long, deep throw to yes. Thielen. And I, and, I, and I don't want you to say, well, if he doesn't make the long throw to Thielen, he doesn't, make, he doesn't get a chance to throw it to Ru- – no, that's not what I'm looking at. Of the two throws, artistically, from a technical standpoint, which was the better throw? I like the, the one to Thielen. I mean, that's that's a lot on the line. Nothing's guaranteed. You're not guaranteed a field goal at that point. Like you're, this is this is all or nothing, man. But again, we're, I want the technical aspect of this reviewed. Which was the tougher throw? 
The little fade in the end zone to Rudolph or the, the deep Probably cut. a bomb that drops right into the lap of Thielen on the run from 42 that, yards. I thought that throw to Rudolph. There was no margin error for but that everybody either. makes that throw. Do they? A lot of quarterbacks make that throw. Okay. We got another poll question for this week. It's like comparing like a 15-yard throw because what? It was third and whatever at the four and they throw to the back of the end zone. So you're dealing with like 15 yards of throwing. All right. Like, okay. When we come back, uh, we're going to test out our poll question for today on our Green and Go Insider. Do you feel uh, more confident, less confident, or don't care that the Packers have drawn the Seahawks and not the Saints for their divisional round game on Sunday? We'll come back with Osowski next on Lucas in the Morning. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Here come the Seahawks, breaking the huddle to the line of scrimmage. Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. He takes a handoff. He stops. He cuts back inside down. The, he's still in. He's in for a touchdown. Marshawn Lynch, touchdown Seahawks. He was stopped at the one, spun out of a tackle, and kept those legs driving from five yards out. And beast mode helped the Seahawks extend the lead to 9-3. to three. We haven't done anything yet. That's just the reality. So we're just getting started. You know, the goal is bigger than just this one game. Let's see if we can, you know, strike magic again next week. Fantastic night for us uh, to get this thing going on the road. Pretty confident about going. I know we're going to Green Bay, and we're looking forward to getting organized to do that. All righty then, Russell Wilson. Who is his head coach again? Is that Pete Carroll guy? Yeah, still alive and well, and so are the Seahawks in the playoffs. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. With John Adias joining us now from the Milwaukee Journal Center, Jim Osarski, who's brought to you by Metro Ford and Metro Kia. Beast Madison. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. It uh, feels like another long wait for the next Packers game, so at least now we know who, who's coming here in a, in a few days. I thought it was a fantastic weekend of football in the NFL. I don't know how you viewed it. I, mean, I, I sat in front of my television screen and watched just about every second of every game, and I thought there were compelling storylines in each. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, uh, you know, whether or not the home teams all won or lost, which, which of course they lost, that was sort of interesting uh, also. But, yeah, it was, uh, what, a 16-point lead blown in, in Houston, um, uh, you know, by the Bills, and, and obviously what, what went down in New England and what could be Brady's Tom Brady's last throw potentially for the Patriots. No, you're right. It's, uh, it, it definitely was interesting. I would say most interesting of all, though, Mike, was Kirk Cousins actually making a throw when it mattered? <laughs> so two throws. The Packers up. Yeah, right? So um, I, I don't know if he could do it again in San Francisco, but at the very least, it, it's, uh, 
you know, maybe it, it helps the Packers, uh, you know, set that up for, for potential home, uh, home NFC title game. Jim, look, you're, mu- upset. Yeah, you're, you're much more closely associated with the league than, than we are. What was your reaction when you saw Rudolph catch the pass, push off uh, all year long? Uh, we've seen the officials ignore offensive pass interference for the most part. I mean, how did you react to that play itself, just from, from the guttural reaction to what you saw? I uh, thought the Vikings won in the moment, you know, and then when they decided to review or not review, but, you know, in that immediate aftermath, I looked at it and said, well, it still should be a touchdown because, again, the standard the league had set, you know, through the 16 regular season games. But then that little bit of doubt creeped in my head, um, you know, where it's still the NFL. And they change things. They do things without explanation. It's like, wow, could they really do this? Considering it's the Saints at home, losing a playoff game, right? The whole reason this whole thing started a year ago or so. So, um, no, I, in the moment, though, I, I did think it was a touchdown just because, again, you're right, how, how they've called it and sort of adjudicated that that rule uh, this past year. Uh, talking with Jim Osarski, a Green and Gold Insider. So it is the Seahawks coming to Lambeau Field. What should... I mean, it's it's all about Russell Wilson, right? Because the Seahawks really don't have much of a ground game right now. If you're the Green Bay Packers, let, and... let me yeah, let me jump in here. Okay, I, and I'm sorry, everybody's so excited about Marshawn Lynch. This is least mode, not beast mode. Six carries, seven least, yards. Least mode. All right, Jim, your turn. No, I agree. I mean, I you know I had been saying for about a week or so that I, I thought the Eagles would have been the team that the Packers didn't want to see, you know, and that would have, that would have stood even if Josh McCown somehow had, had squeezed in a touchdown there in the fourth quarter. I, I do think the Seahawks are a little overmatched, um, you know, coming to Lambeau field. I think at that point though, of what traveled 7,500 air miles, 10 hours in planes over two weeks. I mean, that, that takes a toll. And yeah, that run game is not, um, it's just non-existent. I mean, now, now let's face it. If they get down to the red zone, obviously Marshawn Lentz has proven in the last two weeks that he can get you one to seven yards. You know, um, if there's a fourth and one, uh, you know, against the Packers, that he's a, a threat there, Mike. But I think overall, you're right. This is Russell Wilson. It is his receivers, and you know that defense is. Uh, I, I don't. That I defense don't is porous. That's why that defense yeah, we're not, is. We're not talking about the Seahawks winning this game if Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt. I mean, Jordavian Clowney, I think, is playing with a lot of heart uh, with that injury. But um, it is Russell Wilson, guys. And I'll be honest, I, I do think the Packers have what it takes to, to mitigate him. I, I just don't think the Seahawks have the whole, the whole package. No, I, I, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, if, if you were a Packer fan today and I asked you the question, are you more confident, less confident, or don't care that you drew the Seahawks rather than the Saints? What would the response be, you think? Um, I, well, I think and most people don't watch all the games, so I think the, the thought was no one wanted to see the Saints at all. But if you did watch that whole Vikings-Saints game, I mean, first of all, Kirk Cousins beat you at home. And that says all you need to know about how flawed the Saints really were. Oh, John, I think he just ripped your Vikings. I think he just Yeah, did. I think that <laughs> sounded like a, a a rip on the Vikings there, Jim. Was that what that was? It, it, 
Yeah, that's what that was. Oh. I, <laughs> I mean, Delvin Cook being back changed the dynamic for that team without a doubt. I'll give them credit. I mean, that's not an easy place to play. Um, but, I, you know, it's it, uh, and, and look, I give Mike Zimmer and George Edwards all the credit in the world for doing what teams hadn't been able to do up to that point, which was take Michael Thomas away. So I, I'm not, uh, you know, so I, there's a little tug-in-cheek there, guys, but I mean, the, the Saints were flawed and they were kind of a one-trick pony on offense with Michael Thomas. If you could figure that out, you'd probably win, and they did. But look, guys, they, the, the Saints were relying on Taysom Hill to, to win that game, not Drew Brees, you know, not Alvin Kamara. So I, I think, you know, the Saints would have been an okay matchup for the Packers, to be real. I think the, the Seahawks will be. So, um, you know, they, they, they should, in my opinion, guys, you already know where I'm going with this on Friday. Oh, I hear you. Talk. Like, I, I, think, I think the Packers are going to win the game. I mean, I got yeah. Jim, I want a question. I'm going to throw it in here. I'm not sure if you got the answer or not. How did Taysom Hill get away from the Packers? <laughs> yeah, that's, um, you know, I, I don't know if Mike McCarthy wanted him as that third quarterback. I mean, maybe they did. Um, I don't know if Ted Thompson was willing to, quote unquote, waste a roster spot on him. Although they did keep Joe Callahan. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things I think is probably a lack of foresight from a head coach who didn't have an offense that used guys like that and, and a general manager who also couldn't, you know, maybe see the force for the trees athletically either. All right. One you final, know, I think it was just as simple as that. One final thought, because you brought up Mike McCarthy. Will he be coaching next season? And where do you think? Do you think he'll get one of the jobs? I, I think, yeah, I think so. I think, I think the, the pendulum has swung back for some of these openings where they think, okay, maybe not 35 years old or 39 years old. And, Wonderkin, let's go. You know, experience. Um, I honestly, where though, guys? I don't know. I think the Giants seem like a good fit. You know, team wise, front office wise. So I wish I could tell you. I, I I think the Giants are a good fit, but I could see Cleveland as well. I think both make make sense. Good enough. When we uh, talk again on Friday, we'll go over some of the matchups. We'll talk about Russell Wilson and all of his weapons, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Travis Homer. We'll talk then. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> All right, sounds good, guys. I just listed the weapons. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? Now, DK Metcalf can play. He had seven catches good. for 160 yards. Tyler Lockett can play. He's pretty good. He can flat out play. Travis Homer led him in rushing. Well, no, he didn't. Russell Wilson did. Wilson had nine carries for 45 yards. Travis Homer, their tailback, had 11 rushes for 12 yards. This is why I think that you'd rather face the Seahawks. And I know the Saints didn't have a good game, but can you give credit to the Vikings for slowing down Kamara, no, for stopping Michael no Thomas, credit here to the Vikings. for getting no, to Drew Brees? That's not what we no do here. No credit whatsoever? No, we don't do that here. Second hour of the show, we will talk with Andy Baggett about Jonathan Taylor and his classy exit from the University of Wisconsin. Who's going to fill his role next year? We'll also talk to Matt LePay. The Badgers, a winner on the road, and not only Tennessee, but Ohio State knocking off the number five Buckeyes. Much more to talk about when we return. Right there. Lucas in the morning. Brady in the end zone. Takes the snap. Looks. Fires, pass, batted up in the air, intercepted, and returned for a touchdown, Titans! Logan Ryan with nine seconds to go! I just don't know what's going to happen, and you know I'm not going to predict it, and uh, no one needs to make choices at this point. You know, I love playing football, I love playing for this team, I love playing for this team for two decades and, and winning a lot of games. 
again, I just I don't know what it looks like moving forward. So we'll just take it day by day. Welcome back again to Lucas in the Morning with John Adios. That was Tom Brady. Will it end in New England with a pick six for Brady? Is he done playing? I don't think he is. Is he done playing for the Patriots, John? What do you think? I don't think he is either. I think they're going to... Why? Okay. If it's been so successful and it didn't drop off the table, like we've seen Brett Favre's career, Peyton Manning's career in recent years, how they go from good to just nothing. Why wouldn't you, if you're Robert Kraft and company, why wouldn't you want Tom Brady to keep going until it just... Ride it until it doesn't work. I'm sure work? Kraft would think that way, but yeah. I'm not sure Belichick would. Mm. Well, who? But then the question is: So how do you win? Who who goes? Who steps in? Who who's the quarterback? Do you Josh have a better, McCown, you have a you better go, answer than Josh Tom Brady? McCown again. <laughs> you go get Josh McCown. Here's in. what's going to happen: okay. because Brady's a free agent, because Philip Rivers is a free agent, because Drew Brees is a free agent. They're all going to sign with the Chicago Bears, and they're going to each take one snap every series. Yeah, just rotate. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be have all awesome. Those, uh, technically, all Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Brady and Breeze for sure, and I think Phillip Rivers is as well. I think that's a good thing. Like, I think the Bears should look at signing all three of those. Yeah, That'd be a really no. good storyline. Makes sense and to me. It'd help, probably help their team. Uh, Brady was 20 of 37 for 209 yards. Got little or no help from anybody around him. James White was the leading receiver again. Uh, I don't know what happened to Edelman. He had one of the most, one of the most gross drops on mm. a first down. It would have been a first down pass, and it just right there. Yeah, I just dropped it. Not a not a lot of help for Brady. I'm not trying to, you know, make a defense or apologize for him. But he's not the same quarterback either, nor is that offense anymore. The New England offense. Missed a game breaker. I mean, they tried Antonio Brown. They tried Josh Gordon. It didn't work. So that's what they were left with. I mean, Tom Brady wasn't great this year. No, he wasn't great. But he wasn't, like I said before, he didn't. It wasn't like a 19 touchdown, 14 interception season or 14 and 19 or something. Like, like do you see, like, I'm serious, like you see Favre or Manning. So if we woke up our man on the street and he went up, on the street, because that's what men on the street do. Okay. They hang out on the street, and yep. he would to ask the question around the Capitol Square this morning. Uh, can you name the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans? How many people? Uh, Ten people. Uh, Twenty people. If you ask twenty people on the Capitol Square today, who's starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans? One. How many would ask? One. Answer that right. One. Someone would get that right. You'd find one sports fan. Brian <laughs> Tannehill. Someone would know that. Who? Do you know what his numbers were? What do you think his numbers were? Do you have any idea? I have them up here, yeah. Oh, They're awful. Him. Yeah. 8 of 15 for 72 yards. Now, what he did was just hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. He had 34 carries for 182 yards. They didn't need Ryan Tannehill to do anything. But will this surprise you, John? Because I'm full of surprises today. Is this a today. water cooler guy moment, or what's going on here? No, we're going to save him for the top of the hour. Okay. Uh, only one other qu- quarterback in the history of the world has more victories over Tom Brady than Ryan Tannehill. Hmm. Peyton Manning, he's Eli. got six. Oh, I say Eli. Tannehill's got five wins over five. Brady. Because all of his time with the Dolphins? Yes! Wow. I didn't Would know you the have Dolph- known that? I don't think the Dolphins, I mean, I know they've beaten the Patriots before. They had that one wild win. Was that last year or the year before? I, I would have been surprised that they were even, even able to Do beat him Do you realize as well that Belichick... And I want to hear him grumbling before we break this segment. Oh, okay. It's 0 4 
in his last four games against former assistants. So he lost to Vrabel. He lost to Flores. He's lost to Patricia and O'Brien this year. Hmm. How's that? Huh? Finally catching up. So just go pick any clip, your favorite clip of Bill Belichick following that loss. Because uh, they all sound alike. Well, I'm going to play two. Here's a short one, and then there's a back and forth with the reporter, which I'm assuming then is also short because the reporter probably takes up most of the time. But here's the first one. Do you think Brady will be back? Bill, do you anticipate the Patriots will bring back Tom Brady for the 2020 season? Yeah, right now we just finished the game, so we're focused on this game, okay? <laughs> okay, here's the next one. All right. If Tom says he wants to come back and play. And it's the same answer that I just gave you. We can just keep going if you want to. Did you hear the whole question because you talked over some of it? I said, if, yeah, if, I got, if, yeah, if he says he wants to play, is he your quarterback next year? And I gave you the same answer that I just gave you on the other ones, and we can go through some more if you want to. That's fine. <laughs> How would you handle that? I don't know what you can do. I mean, what can you do? You know what you're going to get. There's nothing that... Uh, everybody in that audience that covers the Patriots' program now, conditioned to those types of responses, and they try to craft it their answers or rather their questions around it knowing that that's the type of answer they're going to get more likely than not i mean how the better question is how would you respond you're you're the guy that's always asking questions to coaches what if your coach was like that but he's not your coach like you're you know you're going in from whatever organization you're with and you never ever get an answer what you do is throw up your hands and walk out of the room is what you do it's just like because you if, realize you're not gonna get yeah you're not that's what you're gonna get what can you use from him it, nothing you just go back and read the transcript and pull no, out you have to go to other people word yeah. answer yeah you have to go to other people yeah so for that reason alone i'm kind of glad new england's out of this thing not because I, I wish they were alive because of james white big fan always a big fan of james white but not a just lost any interest in this whole storyline with Brady and Kraft and Belichick. Haven't you? Aren't you glad they're on the sidelines? I am, but I don't think I'm as glad as the majority of Twitter. The majority of Twitter is like, glad the dynasty is done. Brady's done. Great way to end your career. So long, Patriots. Can you see Brady I, I, in another uniform next season? No, I can't. Really? I don't. Do you think he's... Eh. What's a right fit? I don't know. What if he went to the Giants? I said that earlier. And then McCarthy coached the Giants. Ooh. So he could groom Daniel Jones and maybe play a couple more seasons in New York with the media spotlight? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Maybe. Uh, We're going to wake up the uh, water cooler guy. We're also going to talk with Andy Baggett, voice of the Badgers, Matt LePay, second hour right here. Lucas in the morning. Okay, patrons, it's time to grab a little slice of cake and put on that party hat because it's birthdays, dead or alive. Here's Uncle Lukey. Thank you very much, Gaga, Eddie Gaga, a local birthday of note, and a brush. 37 years old today, the captain. I mean, we have two captains we talk about, yep. reference a lot. Josh Gosser, who joins us every Friday, and Adam Bursch, who I think is now working color for the Chicago Blackhawks, where he played. I mean, the dude was so clutch as far as being a great teammate. I mean, if you if you were starting a team, you'd want Adam Bursch, a hockey team, that is. John, take my word for that. Gotcha. Did you buy into that? Uh, sure. I'll buy it. I don't know anything about hockey. Well, I'll that's trust okay. you. How about a little Pink Floyd this morning? Sid Barrett would have been 74. Would have been 74 today. Uh, A.J. Hawk. I believe his name is Aaron James Hawk to some. 36. He's only 36. Man, did I do the math right? You know, making the transition from one year to the next kind of screws up 
the mathematics, if you know what I'm saying here. Yeah, I know. Uh, finished with 922 tackles in Green Bay and never was really given the type of respect that he probably deserved because people's expectations of taking someone with the number five pick overall in a draft were much higher and right. unreasonable than they should have been. He was good. He was he wasn't great, right? But he was solid. Yeah, and that's, that's did you the have reason. a problem with AJ Hawk? I didn't. A lot of people did because of the expectations. I suppose if AJ Hawk had been drafted in the third round, you would have looked at him like, oh my gosh, look what they got out of this guy. I didn't think he got up. I didn't think he got a fair shake. That's all I'm saying. ACDC Malcolm Young, a little ACDC. He would have been another past tense, sixty-seven today. So we go right to ACDC. Uh, Jameis Winston is twenty-six. Which normally I would have said is the number of interceptions he had this year, <laughs> except that would have been too low. He had 30 picks this year. 30-30, baby. 30 picks. 33 touchdowns, 30 picks. That's unbelievable. And How do you throw 30 <laughs> picks? <laughs> Let's see now. 70 games as a starter, 121 touchdown passes, 88 interceptions. 80, would, would you take a chance if you if you were a coach, and coaches always believe that they could make something better or fix someone? I think you'd have if, to. If, would you take a chance in Jameis Winston? If you were desperate, I think you'd have to. Would, Honestly. Would desperation be the only thing that would apply? Yes. All right. I'm looking. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. At the interception leaders... Uh, year by year. Wow. Single season interception leaders. I'm trying to see the last, like, 29, 2005, Brett Favre. That's the closest. Well, yeah, Favre was an interception machine. Yeah. But he was also a Hall of Famer, and I don't think we'll ever put that tag on Jameis Winston. All right, let's close out with a little uh, Sister Sledge, Kathy Sledge, 61 today. Hey, by the way, Vinny Testaverde in 88 had 35 interceptions. That's a crazy a number. Uh, right. Lou Holtz, 83 years old today, took six different college teams to bowl games. Name four. Name three. That's half and half. Name three different teams. Took three, six different programs to bowl really? games. Name three. Notre Dame. Yes. Won a national championship with the Irish. We have two more. Would you get, get, I got, got no, even, no guesses? Well, he coached at Minnesota, but he was Yes! Okay. Did, bowl oh, game. I didn't know if they made a bowl game. Bowl game. One more. Come on, pull one out of the seat of your pants. I don't know. Would you have guessed William and Mary? No. Yes. No. Would you have guessed North Carolina State? No. Yes. Would you have guessed Arkansas? No. Yes. And would you have guessed South Carolina? Oh, maybe. There it is. Six of them. Uh, Paul Grant. You ever hear Paul Grant? One of my favorite. Paul Grant? No, 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 no. Paul Grant. One Paul of my Allen. favorite basketball players here at oh. the University of Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, yeah, Transferred yeah. in from Boston College. <laughs> yeah. He had the sharpest elbows ever. 
Like nobody wanted to get around him during practices. Where did he get drafted? Did he get Minnesota drafted? Timberwolves, yes. 1997. Okay, he was the 20th go. overall in the first go. round. 46 years old today. Happy birthday, Paul Grant. Bag it. You pay. Second hour. Coming up. Lucas, good morning. Good morning, patrons. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, oh, what a beautiful morning. This is Lucas in the morning. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The show where the hot topics get doused with a bucket of cold water. Now, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelts and get ready for a radio ride. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here's... Mike Lucas. Oh, what a warm welcome indeed. Yes, the old hack is back. He's jacked. You like it? You like it, John, that I'm back? Do you like it? I'm back. You like it, John? You like it? I like it. That's how we've won all year, team, right? Yes, Fuck, you hold him to 20 points, man. Yes, sir. gave us a chance at the end. I got three words for you. You like that? You like that? I got three words for you. Cousin still sucks. <laughs> How's that? Huh? Well, I can't really say that. I can't say that with any confidence he today. He suck. He's just not great. Uh, he was good enough yesterday. Captain Kirk, overtime. Third down slant to Diggs, plus 10. The Thielen bomb, plus 43. And then the game winner to the tight end, Rudolph. Do we have that one? Hit the magic button. Third and goal from the four. Kirk takes the snap. Looks right. Fade left. End zone. And it is caught. Touchdown. touchdown. Bonjour, San Francisco. And au revoir, New Orleans Saints. The Minnesota Vikings have beaten the New Orleans Saints 26-20 in overtime. And this game, indeed, was a San Francisco treat. Yes, indeed. A Rice-A-Roni reference from your guy, Paul Allen. <laughs> a Rice-A-Roni reference. It's so true. Um, I, I don't know if that's the full, full version, because he never said he caught the touchdown. You notice that? Well, maybe he's waiting for the review like everybody else. I'm, I'm wondering if that's the actual full, full version, because he never said Kyle Rudolph. But anyway. Even though, even though Rudolph was guilty of offensive pass interference. What oh, Mike, says who? What did Mike Pereira have to say about oh, that? Maybe, maybe the Mike. expert, the analyst. What did he say? Huh? Uh, maybe Mike what Pereira did he have to, say? to say. I don't know. This is one now that New York will look at. They have to make a decision. They have to make a decision on whether or not, A, there is pass interference, and is it big enough in the replay situation they have with pass interference now to uh, to call. Clearly, he does get separation, and he does extend the arm. So mm. what's the call? Was it pass interference? If prayer was the official, would he have thrown the flag? Yes or no? What That's what they pay him the money for. Oh, what did he say? I don't know. Did he say anything more after that? Because I was probably... Well, if you were the official, would you have thrown the flag? Or if you were reviewing the game... Here's the thing. Would you have taken away the touchdown? Of course not. You're Viking boy. I was worried they were going to take away the touchdown after I saw the replay. But then they were consistent with what they've done all year long with pass interference. So then it kind of made sense that they didn't throw the flag. No, they flag. were consistent. And if they had thrown a flag and then you saw the replay... I don't think there's anything you would have said as a Vikings fan except for, ah, crap. 
He pushed off. Well, how mis- how miserable would you be today, or are you today, in New Orleans if you're a Saints fan? So Knowing how everything's going against you, and then you watched your Hall of Fame quarterback stink, and you watched Sean Payton freeze at the throttle, and then you saw that play. Well, how, the, how would the, you that, feel? That play is going to be what's talked about. It's because they got screwed again. Right, they're going to talk about how they got screwed another year with this stupid rule that was put in place because of us, and then they don't even use the rule when it happens to us the following year. Um, that's what they're going to be saying if you're. So they're not fan. going to be talking about Drew Brees going twenty six to thirty three for all of two hundred eight yards, or Maybe Michael two, Thomas getting only seven catches or seventy yards, two or whatever happened to Mark. Does Mark this Ingram week? play for the Saints anymore? Where but does he play in listen, Baltimore? Doesn't he? Listen to the Saints announcers on that final play. This is how they, they were talking about it on the radio. That's a full extension with the right arm by Kyle Rudolph. And of course this would come down to a review. The officials are jogging off the field, it appears. Yeah, the officials are jogging off the, the field. I mean, there's nothing Sean can do as far as the timeout is concerned. And the officials jog off the field in the Superdome. P.J. Williams takes a hand right to the middle of the numbers in the back of the end zone on the game-winning catch and stuff falling out of the rafters towards the officials. Wonder what's falling out of the rafters. And the reference to Ingram was only because Ingram has a big impact at that game yesterday is Alvin Kamara, which is bad, right? Yeah, it's bad. The former tailback was much of a factor in that game as the current tailback for the Saints, which tells you the game plan was screwed up. Well, I mean, once again, I give a little bit of credit to the Vikings for figuring out how to slow down that Saints offense, how to stop Michael Thomas or keep him in check, how to slow down Kamara, how to get to Drew Brees at the right moments, like. They did everything perfect. That that's why I keep saying, and I don't know if I'm the only one here. I I don't want. I wouldn't want to face the Saints, even despite what they didn't do against the Vikings. If well, I'm that's going to be our question. I wouldn't want the Saints. All right, Saints. that's going to be our question. Seven thirty. We're going to open the phone lines. Our phone number is one eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy one eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy or six zero eight three. Is that our listener voicemail? No, we don't want that one. It's 608-321-1070. That's the one. So those are the phone numbers that we're going to give to you at 730, open phone lines. And our question essentially is going to be, Packer fan, do you feel more confident, less confident, or don't care that the draw is Seahawks and not the Saints? And you feel like the Saints would have been a better draw? No, I don't think you would have wanted to face the Saints. I think you right, got so the, exactly what you want. This is what you want. want. You want the Seattle Seahawks. Well, you wanted the Seahawks or the Eagles, and um, you know the Eagles with maybe a questionable Carson Wentz would have been the best well, case. Saints were terrible yesterday, and I think they overlooked. I'm I'm truthful. I think they overlooked the Vikings. I think they were already thinking about well, it's going to be cold in Green Bay. It might be snowing. They could have. I mean that. I yeah. I mean they they looked really bad, but I think you'd rather have the Seahawks with no ground game. You know, Russell Wilson has a couple of bad games against the Packers, right? I think he had a five interception game. You know game. what their record is in Lambeau yeah, like since 1999? One and three? One and, what is it? Not even close. Oh, since 99. I'm, since I was thinking Russell Wilson. What do you um, think their record is in Lambeau Field? Does that count the playoff game in which they're going to get the ball and I, score? I, you can double check this. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, it's 20 years. I'm going to go t- two and seven. Now, I need you to confirm this. Oh, Because okay. I... I'm not quite sure if I got my facts straight, which have never, which has never stopped me in the past from just throwing out useless information that is wrong on this show because that's what we do. Our worst is worse than your worst. Remember that it's not brought worse. Uh, Seattle's lost eight straight, I believe, at Lambeau Field since '99, since they were in the AFC West. Check that out. Check that out. See if that's true. If it is, man, you know where all the betting money is going to go on Sunday. Is that is that inaccurate? Description of what's happened in the matchup between the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Head-to-head franchise record, Seattle. Hold on, I'm getting there. All games. I'm going to all games. Yeah. 
So since '99, yeah. they lost uh, November first, '99. So that's one. They uh, one, two, three, four, five losses against the Packers. Just five. That's what I have. Twenty-two yeah, I games all time. Green Bay leads the series thirteen-nine. Okay. Did I do that? Did I do something wrong? I don't know. I thought I sw- I swore I saw someplace where Seattle's lost eight straight in Lambeau. Oh, at Lambeau. At Lambeau. Oh, hold on. Uh, no, uh, no, no. Well, well, it's a good maybe. stat. One. I'm, I'm stick. I'm sticking two, with it. Two, three, four. Maybe you're right. I'm five, gonna... six, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. Right. he got it. He got it. I was looking Told at that you. wrong. Yeah, you, you got so. it. You're just making. Trying to make me look. Sorry, you're than wrong, Lukey. Wrong again. I, I was I was surprised when I saw that this morning. Aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Eight straight. Yeah, very surprised. We're gonna double check that. Make sure. But that- once again, I keep. You're gonna see all these Russell Wilson stats about how he's underperformed against the Packers, and those are all true stats. Those are real. I don't know how much stock you put into him. one of those games was five interceptions. Remember the five interception game he had against. So you're going to see all these horrible stats. And they, they have- I love that. I love that Russell Wilson's coming back to the state of Wisconsin to play. Yeah. I love Russell Wilson the player. Now Russell Wilson, the spokesperson, is so full of it. Did you hear? Did you hear his BS again last night after the game? What was he saying? I mean, just being Russell positive Wilson, again. The sap. Was he just being drips, positive again? Drip, 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 sappy, sappy, sappy. We'll talk more about that. We're going to open the phone lines at seven thirty. But when we come back. I want Eddie Baggett's take on Jonathan Taylor's legacy here at the University of Wisconsin now that Taylor has made it official. No big deal. No big surprise that he's moving on to the National Football League. Baggett next! Lucas in the morning. I've been blessed with the opportunity to live out a childhood dream of playing Division I football. And now I have the opportunity to live out another childhood dream, which was playing at the highest level of football. With that being said, I've decided to declare for the NFL draft. JT23, Jonathan Taylor. Welcome back. Lucas in the Morning with John Andres. Joining us now from UWBadgers.com, Andy Beck. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, too bad we can't say the same of Jonathan Taylor. Like, welcome back, JT. So happy you're coming back to play your senior year. But that would have been a pipe dream, wouldn't it? That uh, would have been a major pipe dream under the circumstances. And you can't blame him. Going back to uh, you only have so many carries in your body when you're a, a, a running back like Jonathan is. And you might as well get paid for as many of them as you possibly can. And, and uh, I mean, is there any doubt that he's ready? Is there any doubt that this is the right move? I don't think there's any real major question out there that uh, there's no reason to doubt that uh, that he's reached the ceiling of his college career and it's time to try something new. Well, how fitting is it, too, that he would use that video to kind of announce his decision? As classy as he has been here for three, almost three full seasons, I, I, I thought that was the classiest thing I've seen. Well, he's we've been around him a lot and i don't know that i've ever been i've ever come across a student athlete in any sport here uh that is is universally revered as he is and not just written in and not just in respect but he's genuinely liked by 
uh, every person on that team, I, if there's someone who's, who's, if there's a sandbagger, I'd like to know who it is because there's no, uh, there's no pretense with him. He's just a genuinely good person. And you see that in how he carries himself. You see that in how he relates to people. You see that in how he communicates with people. And you see that when he works. And he's, uh, he's one of those rare, uh, individuals that when you, when you come across them, your first thought is, um, he's, there's must, there's doubt. Do you wonder if, uh, if he's really, if he's faking it, if there's some, if there's some, uh, just a, a flaw in his, in his character somewhere. He's the real deal, and whoever gets him in the NFL draft and wherever he goes, they're, they're going to get a good one. Yeah, they're going to get a good one. They're going to get a great teammate. But here's the toughest question of all, because it's never easy to project how a college player will transition to the NFL. How do you think Jonathan Taylor will make that transition? I, I'm going to be a real – I'm going to chicken out on this in a, in a large degree, only because we've experienced it uh, – Tell me who's going to draft him. If he if he goes to a if he goes to a team that will put him to good use, I think he'll have a great career. I I I, I still believe that had Ron Dane gone to a pro, gone to a team that uh, that really really had his strengths in mind, he would have had a different NFL career. And he and, did for uh, a, right for a while when they were and, alternating and he, running back. He did have success. Yes, it, with, with the Giants, and and but it, it took a while to figure that out, and it took a while for him to figure that out, and 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 it never it never really hit its total complete stride, if, in my opinion, and and I think that uh, if a if a team drafts Jonathan, whoever they get, wherever he goes, they'll they'll get a a, a multi purpose back and a guy who's going to work really hard, but it 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 really really depends on who takes him. Well, did you, what, what, what your what was your thought process when James White left, or even Melvin Gordon? Did you, did you feel like both would make that jump, or were you? Uh, oh God, sold I, I, on thought, either? I thought I thought Melvin would. James, I mean this this is going to totally reflect how how uh, underappreciated James was in this program. I didn't know what he'd do. I mean, I, well, I that's fair. I didn't think you know he was. We, I didn't think that we'd see his skills uh, uh, unfurl like we've had, like we've seen here. I, he went to the right place, and he it was the perfect fit for him in New England. And he was the perfect teammate. He was the perfect uh, antidote. He was the perfect uh, uh, perfect piece, the perfect complement to that offense. And, and uh, uh, Melvin was just a little more dynamic in a lot of ways, and, and uh, I think he's uh, his... Uh, I don't think he's hit his stride completely, but he's he's definitely been a guy who's who's to this moment, uh, at least in my mind, maximized his opportunity. And uh, I, I think Jonathan is going to have, a, a, depending on where he goes, if he goes to the right place, I think he'll surpass both those guys. Well, Andy, I had relatives in Denver, and I tried to convince him that convince them that Monty Ball was a was a good pick and that he would be successful in the league. Now, I don't, there were other factors with Monty they had to deal with. But I was surprised that Monty didn't make it, didn't cut it. Well, yeah, and I think the reason he didn't cut it is because he had he had off the off the field issues true, true. That, uh, that, that that took that detracted from his abilities, really severely detracted from his abilities. Had he, if if he were as if he could take one thing out of his life and and change it back in those days, I think if, if he could. Uh, clean up his, his issues off the field, he would have, he, he, he might still be playing. And, and uh, because I think he was that gifted, 
but uh, again, it's it's about it's not just about what team chooses you; it's what what path you choose in in conducting yourself as a professional. And Monte, I think he'd be the first to tell you that he failed in that regard. Okay, so if you could choose only four Wisconsin tailbacks to make up whatever your four horsemen or your Mount Rushmore of Wisconsin running backs, and I'm going to stipulate that you have to take the two Heisman Trophy winners because that would be only well that's not that no no okay. no no hey, why you got to stipulate anything? because they won the heisman trophy for crying out loud okay. you're gonna leave amici out or dane out no you can't do no, it. no you're not no okay but so now been... now fill out the other two and i want to find out who you left off okay go ahead <laughs> you're no. gonna fill out the other two slots the thing is he's going to leave someone i off. would yes. i would no you have to leave someone off and and uh, i would uh, unfortunately i would once again gloss over James White and and my apologies to to sweet feet that he would that that would be the case but, but I just who think else? I mean, I, you, you still got you, uh, well, Monty hey, Ball you going to leave off hey, too yo 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 settle down all right i'm back i'm back i'm, I'm, I'm jacked you, Melvin. i'm a hack go ahead take it easy now jonathan has to be on this list too if, okay. in my opinion that's i guess what i want to get and i think to. melvin has to be on this list okay, because you're talking about two of the jonathan's three years are are peerless. Um, uh, Melvin's one year and all the tantalizing moments that he had up to that point are are so spectacular that it's uh, in terms of what they're able to do. That those would be my next. Uh, that, and that that would be my How four as well. How could you leave Monte Ball off the list? The all-time Andy? touchdown leader. Jeez, I'm just kidding. If you uh, had to take away one of his no. stipulations, would you take away a, a, a Heisman Trophy running back? I no, mean, you, you'd I, keep I, Dane I, for sure. I, 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 you have to keep Dane, and I think you have to keep Alan yeah, Amici okay. too, because he's. Uh, uh, if you go back and read some of the thing, wh- what he was in that era, and, and that's what that's the challenge in all of this is is folding eras over on top of one another and trying to make it all even, and you can't do it that way. But uh, Alan- with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Helen Amici was as big a stud as, as any of these guys were and, 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 did, and was... Uh, revered in in many ways and and uh and i think he was he, everything i've read he was something else yeah, and and so i have no problem putting him out there i'm proposing that amici and dane were transcendent players i don't know that you could say the same with others no and i i would i would say this i would say that ron dane is the most important important player ever to come through this program no that's a and good I, point and he's he's he he's when he came in uh like if your memory serves, uh, this program was wobbly, and uh, and he rescued it. He he brought interest in it. He he brought uh, a consistent vein of of performance and expectation with it. And and uh, those two those two uh, Big Ten Conference championships back to back. Those two Rose Bowls back to back. The Heisman Trophy back to back. He brought people back to the stadium when when it looked like this was uh, after a losing season in '95. He he. He rescued Barry's program, in, in my opinion. Good enough. We'll talk again Wednesday. Thank you, Andy. All right, guys. Enjoy your days. He's always such a good sport, isn't he? He puts oh, up with all my crap. Yeah. 
So you do. You so gave him a you. lot of crap. No, I didn't. I really didn't. Give I me your top four, it. but I'm going to give you two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's well, there's got to be rules, parameters, guidelines, right? Barriers. Uh, when we come back, Packer fans, this is for you. We're going to open up the phone lines. This is for you, Packer fans. You feel more confident, less confident, don't care that the draw is the Seattle Seahawks and not the New Orleans Saints. What do you think? one 1070 1-877-729-1070 or 608-321-1070. It's your turn next on Lucas in the Morning. Bring my step. Here come the Seahawks, breaking the huddle to the line of scrimmage. Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. He takes a hand off. He stops. He cuts back inside down to the. He's still in. He's in for a touchdown. Marshawn Lynch, touchdown Seahawks. He was stopped at the one, spun out of a tackle, and kept those legs driving from five yards out. And beast mode helped the Seahawks extend the lead to nine to three. We haven't done anything yet. That's just the reality. So we're just getting started. You know, the goal is bigger than just this one game. Let's see if we can, you know, strike magic again next week. Fantastic night for us uh, to get this thing going on the road. Pretty confident about going. I know we're going to Green Bay, and we're looking forward to getting organized to do that. And that would be least mode, not beast mode. Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, welcome back. Lucas in the morning, John Adias. This is your turn. This is your opportunity to talk to us. Our question is, do you feel more confident, less confident, don't care that the draws? The Seahawks, not the Saints. Make you feel better? Our phone numbers, 1-877-729-1070-877-729-1070 or 608-321-1070. That's the question. More confident, less confident, don't care that it's Seahawks and not the Saints. Let's go to Drew first. Good morning, Drew. How are you? Oh, doing fine. How about you guys? Not too bad. What do you got for us this morning? I feel infinitely more confident in the Packers' ability to beat this team over the Saints. Uh, I mean, the Seahawks just got done beating the Sisters of the Poor. A second string high school quarterback that can't run, still got almost a 95 rating, playing with a very poor cast of characters on offense, including a hobbled backers, and they barely beat the Eagles. Come on, they're not that good. Okay, that's all we wanted to know. We wanted to know what you were thinking. Russell Wilson's pretty damn good, though. And I, I know that uh, the running backs are all injured. And they're relying on Travis Homer and a very old Marshawn Lynch. But DK Metcalf can play, and so can Tyler Lockett. Our phone number, 877-729-1070. What do you think? More confident or less confident? Or don't care that it's the Seahawks and not the Saints. Who do we got on three? Brian from Lake Mills. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good morning, Brian. Hey, hey good morning. Um, I'm, in a way, less confident. Uh, watching the the front four of the uh, team last night, Clowney, our injured offensive line, um, Rodgers isn't exactly wanting to be a mobile quarterback. Um, I don't see Blake Martinez being a great spy for Russell Wilson when Wilson takes off running. And uh, DJ Metcalf, Going up against uh, Kevin King or Jair Alexander just scares the heck out of me. And one other thing I want to get off of uh, football is where are all those fired Greg Gard um, tweeters? Um, I, I think they. I think he's doing pretty good. Uh, I'll hang up and uh, go from there. All right. Thanks for your thoughts. Let me just add to the Seattle pass rush. Now they did have seven sacks yesterday. 
But they came into the game with 28 for the season, all right? And and Clowney can be a problem, though he's playing with a core injury. That's a.k.a. a sports hernia, so he's not at 100%. Now, they were able to get after the Eagles, but I don't think they're going to have that same success against the Packers. That's just me. Who else we got? One last mention of our phone number, 877-729-1070, 877-729-1070. You feel more confident, less confident, don't care. That's Seahawks and not the Saints. Kevin on the east side. Good morning, Kevin. How you doing? Well, good morning, fellas. How are we today? Beautiful Monday. It is. Go ahead. Okay, real good. Uh, uh, just a quick note, uh, John Audius and uh, your partner, John, they did a real good job. I know the guy's name, Bob. Bob, 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 Bob uh, yep. Yep, they did a real good job in your absence there, Lukey. Are you saying you're not, I'm not you. needed? Is that what you're saying to me? You say I'm usually I'm a clown? What, what's the steal there? What? You don't need me around <laughs> here? Go ahead. Say what's on your mind here. Answer the question. <laughs> Answer the question. Seattle, formidable opponent. As you just said, Metcalf is a weapon. Uh, Wilson will play real well. Uh, we got to contain. No big deal that the Vikes are not, or that the uh, Saints are not coming. This is going to be a good football game. Green Bay's got no excuses. We are healthy, and uh, let's get it on. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much. So there you have the tiebreaker. Um, more people are in favor of the Seahawks than the Saints. I would rather have the Seahawks than the Saints. Uh, and I know the Saints just lost to the Vikings, but I- I'll tell you what, man. The Seahawks don't have a running back. You mentioned their defensive line. Seven sacks, six of those against the, the backup, McCown. So, an immobile McCown. They haven't been able to get to the quarterback this year. Aaron Rodgers, much better at getting away. Their from defense has got holes. It's not the same Seattle defense it's that not, we've seen in the past. It's not. It's not the worst, but it's not the Legion of Boom. So there's that too. The the thing you got to worry about is Russell Wilson and those wide receivers. Yeah, but can he do it all by himself? I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Plus, we know the history of Seattle and Green Bay, right? We we talked about that already. Thank you all for your calls. We appreciate it. When we come back. Talk a little Badger basketball with the voice of the Badgers, Matt LePay. He's on deck on Lucas in the Morning. everywhere he was terrific game-winning offensive rebound there at the end and uh you know just just made plays and uh I talk about a guy that's growing up that's kind of an epitome of of or a microcosm of our team trying to mature and find a way and he, he didn't start great with that he got a little too happy early with the turnover right away as soon as he touched the ball but uh calmed down and settled in played really well that would be gardo wisconsin head coach greg gard talking about freshman tyler Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning with John Audius. Matt LaPay, our Badger Insider, is brought to you by Middleton Ford. If you don't see the Middleton Ford logo, you paid too much. MiddletonFord.net. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Man, when you saw the energy that Tyler Wall brought to the game at Ohio State, it really wasn't any departure from the type of energy he's played with all season long, was it? Well, energy, but then productivity. I mean, he was why they won, right? I mean, he kept them in the game when... But they, look, they didn't shoot. You know, it was 37, 38% for the game, but his ability to hit the glass and, and the offensive rebounds and the seven total rebounds. And, you know, Chris Holman mentioned that right away. They didn't have an answer, as he said, for number five. Uh, they just they couldn't keep him off the boards. He had three steals, um, and he you know, had four points, but it was really everything else that, 
A kept them in the game, and then just a monster offensive rebound there in the final minute or so of the game. Uh, it was he's as advertised. Uh, you know the way the coaches talked about him coming in as a guy who is still going to need to get a lot stronger, and I'm sure he would tell you that right away. But he, he's just not afraid, and he has a, a really good basketball IQ. He isn't one of those guys who they have to tell something over and over and over. He seems to get it right away, and. Uh, and that was a heck of a night, heck of a road win. I've seen a lot of strange things in college basketball this season, so I'm not going to call this strange what happened Friday, but I'll call it a very big, big win for these guys on the road. It's only been a handful of games. It's a very small sample size, but do you see this rotation stabilizing now that Potter's playing and Tyler Wall might be getting more minutes? Uh, well, I think it's probably still evolving, right? I think it's going to be interesting when they – you know, Wednesday night, for instance, when a team like Illinois comes in here with uh, Georgie Bishanishvili and then this, who's a big, and then this uh, really big freshman, Kofi Coburn, who's a seven-footer and is close to 300 pounds. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if it's this week or at, at some point down the down the road where you can see more of a Potter Reavers combo on the floor. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but uh, I still think this could be one of those years you, you match, you mix and match a little bit. Not so much in your starting five, but I just think in uh, in various ways, various combinations during the course of a game, uh, it's probably fair to think that that's still being sorted out. Watching Michigan State play yesterday, I'm more and more convinced that it's the Spartans and everybody else. And it's going to be really competitive with everybody else, but I don't know that anyone will knock off Michigan State. How do you see it? Yeah, I mean they'll they'll lose a couple. They go on, they'll lose some going on the road in the Big Ten because that just seems to be the way it's going to work. But I think the more you, you take a step back and look at it, not just in this league but nationally, uh, you may you may see separation. Of Michigan State in this league, uh, Duke, Kansas, certainly Gonzaga and, and San Diego State set up to be really, really good teams, and they can make a, a ton of noise in March. There's no doubt about that, but that wouldn't be the first time, right? I mean, you see a, you see a VCU, you see a George Mason, so on and so forth. Butler, you have seen these teams from the non-power conferences uh, really, really have great years, but in this league with, with Sparty, Cassius Winston was ridiculous yesterday, and then there are all the other pieces there. Uh, they clearly seem to be the best team in the league right now, but uh, I, I still think they're going to lose a few. It's just the nature of the beast in college basketball, and I think in, in this league it'll, it'll bear out as well. Matt, now that Jonathan Taylor has made it official, it was no surprise. Uh, looking back on, on his career here, what are some of the things that are going to stand out? I, I won't even use the word legacy, but some of the things that will stand out about Jonathan Taylor that uh, you'll carry with you for, for a very long time. Oh, for me, it's stuff that, that you know, that we all see the great runs uh, on Saturdays, but he's just total class. I mean, just for how he carries himself. Uh, and, and he was like that in the beginning. I mean, the, part of the fun aspects of, of this job is you get to watch a guy who becomes more mature as he, as his college career progresses. And there's more, there's more presence. There's more comfort level with things like interviews or any kind of public contact. This guy got it from day one or, or close to it. It seems uh, I still think back at that mid August scrimmage a, a couple of years ago, where he went from pretty deep on the depth chart to even his teammates saying, uh, I think 
think uh, they found a running back, uh, and he was just just how he handled himself in in every way. And watching him improve as a player, becoming a pass catcher this season, uh, just becoming a better all around running back. That was a stated goal of his. Uh, he's special, and in just a lot of ways, you could say that he's the a face of not just the football program maybe a face of the university just how he handles himself in interviews any any interaction with fans uh he was just awesome the tough question is trying to project where his career will take him in the nfl i mean that trajectory is so subject to where he plays right the fit yeah, and you're going to hear it's going to happen. He'll get braced for it, and as fans, you got to get braced for it because you're going to hear the nitpicks. Um, you know, he's going to be very high on the running back. I think Mel Kiper has him number two, for instance. But you're going to hear about the fumbles. You're going to hear about still has to get better as a pass catcher, this, that, or the other. But I, I still think a guy like him can get better. And as good as he is right now, as he when this is now the full time gig where it's all ball all the time. Uh, I still think he hasn't reached his ceiling yet, and that's what's exciting about watching him moving forward. He's a guy that, uh, you know, we hear about running backs being devalued a little bit in recent years, but he's a weapon. Uh, You can do more with him, I think, as time goes on, more and more, besides just handing the ball to. I mean, you can throw it to. We saw it this year with the Badgers. I think you can see more and more of that with him in the NFL. A guy like him, I, I just have, you never know, right? There's an unpredictability, especially in football. But I like his chances of having a long and very, very good NFL career. Yeah, what a delight it has been to watch him grow up in front of our eyes. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. No problem. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I'm Take so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> Thank you very much, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. How's Matt LePay, the voice of the Badgers? And this is me. Back in the saddle again, Lucas in the morning. We went back inside, sat down, had a few drinks, but all we kept talking about was glory days. Well, pass you by, glory days. Welcome back. I'm still here. Thought about leaving. Uh, Lucas in the morning with John Adias and perpetually sick Mike Heller. Good morning. How you doing? You, you know, like, I don't know why you that's... feeling better? Yeah. What? Yeah. I feel good. <laughs> that's, that's a change of pace. You had a tough week. You had a tough week. It was not a I very mean, good health week. No, it wasn't. Uh, you like that? You like that, John? You like that? Huh? You like that, John? That's how we've won all year, team, right? Yes, sir, Mike, you held them to 20 points, man. Yes, you gave us a chance at the end. I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah! You like that? You like that, Heller? Hey, I I have two words for you. Dial up Daniel Snyder for me, will you? <laughs> <laughs> On my return. You like that, Mike? You like That's that? Good. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, to everybody. <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> Does he said anyone that last understand week. him? Yeah, no, I know. I mean, oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't understand that. I didn't understand him when he said it. Like here's the thing, I could see how that could happen. How, how? could that happen? Because you got a lot. Of, <laughs> listen, I say a bunch of I screw stuff all up right. all the time. It's because he's probably Speaking got. Speaking of screw ups, yeah, you got a little booger McFarland for me too. Oh, let me see. I you realize that. I've hated him from day one. Him and Tessator. Hold on, it's gonna take a second. They suck.
Uh, but you were playing that for us. In the I know, break. but I closed the. Give us a little booger, hold man. Hold on, you gotta give me a second. A little booger from John. Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, what? Huh? huh? I tell you what, if I'm Sean McDermott at this point, you almost just run a quick draw play, get a few yards, spike it. Third and ten. <laughs> Third. All right, so somebody has to do the math on that, right? <laughs> All right, run the draw. Fourth down, spike it, Tessator, turn it over. Tessator is saying, hey, Booger, sorry, uh, it's third and ten. Oh, my goodness. He's doing it without trying to do it. Point. You almost just run a quick draw play, get a few yards, spike it. Third and ten. You like that? You like that, Booger? You like that? Oh, my oh. goodness. Mike, what did you think about Kirk Cousins and uh, you like that at the end there? In the um, listen, Come on, his, that's great, isn't his it? His throw to Adam Thielen is fantastic. And, and, the throw uh, to Rudolph was and good. And the throw to Rudolph was good. And the throw to Rudolph comes on a really bad snap. He's yeah. got to take his eye off the off the prize. It? He has to reach over right, look at the ball. The Most prize? quarterbacks don't look. What prize well, is that? He's he's going to go left all the way. And it's easier to go left if the snap is good because the snap is low right. He's got to watch it. The Most prize. quarterbacks don't Did you watch say he t- it. took his eyes off the prize? Yeah. Fundamentally sound Kirk Cousins is what you're telling me. Does all now, the little things. All, all fundamentals is Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Cousins will do all those little things like watch the ball on a bad snap. I'm put picking it in the, the Packers place. to win 40 to nothing. 40? Yeah. Wow. Well, I had it 80, but I thought that was a little bit ridiculous. Unrealistic. Yeah. I've, I've tried to be realistic as possible. I had, I had 140, and that was even more ridiculous. Yeah. So I'll yeah. settle for 40. What do you think? It won't be 40. You don't think so? They're going to score more or less? They're going to win, though, aren't they? They are going to win. I think they're going to win, too. Green Bay's going to win. You like this matchup better than the Saints? Yes. Yeah. Saints told you, Luke. Saints told you. Saints, Saints were a, terrible. Saints have a running game. They've got a throwing game. they got yes. a receiving they game. They showed neither yesterday. They had game. no game yesterday. Give Minnesota the credit No game. That. No game. Glad to be back. Mike Eller's next. Speak Lucas in the morning. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.